All right, everybody. Coming on into the room in a second is going to be Jessica Green. Jessica, I hit her on about a year ago. I didn't look up the day. Didn't look up the day. And yes, I remember the music. She is the hostess. Hostess. I troubled this word or the hostess of the bad ones with Cam Harless. They talk about liberty things. She's a libertarian. Take it easy on her, guys. I know I've had a lot of those on. Uh... Oh, she's having mic issues. She says one moment. Okay. Yeah, sorry. This time it wasn't on my end. Okay, I was, that was going to be a smooth transition. So she left. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. No way, dude. No way. All right. How about we try this one again without the oops? All right. <laughs> Bro. That was funny. Oh, uh, yeah, Jessica is pretty based. Uh, okay, okay, all right, guys, guys, relax, relax, everybody, chill out, all right? Um, all right, cool, we got a new podcast guest, looking forward to it. Jessica Green is going to be in the building in a second. She is, she goes by Soup Canarchist over there on Twitter, hostess of the Mad Ones. Got to make sure I got my intro uh, intro take down well. That way, Wolfie Productions can make it a flawless podcast episode in a couple days. Let's get Jessica Green on into the building. Follow her at Soup Canarchist, and she uh, does the show The Mad Ones. That's a podcast as well and a live stream. All right, let's do it. Hello. Hi, Hi, Jessica in the house. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Welcome to the show. Pretty good. Thank you. When did, did you come on in August of last year, July, something like that? It was about a year ago, right? Oh, I don't know. I have um, a very fucked up perception of time. So yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and you do a lot of shows. So, I mean, I, when, when we, when we talked last, you hadn't started uh, the mad ones yet though. So, um, okay. yeah. Why don't you tell the people about what that show is and what, I don't know what I watched the latest episode to kind of just see what it was all about and things like that. But what is the mad ones? So uh, the idea behind the mad ones is to talk to what basically what society has deemed thought criminals people you are not supposed to talk to or who have an opinion that kind of go outside of the allowable set. Mm. It's not necessarily um, the idea that we'll platform bad ideas so much as everybody uh, who is labeled as having bad ideas usually actually has something decent to say. Mm. And if not, they're at least interesting. Um, So we've been reaching sort of outside of the political realm. Um, We're going to talk to a mortician next month which is going to be kind of interesting. I'm um, talking with a guy from South Africa who hunts wildlife poachers, Um, just kind of people off the beaten track. Wow. Um, But we've also talked to like Mike Meharry from the uh, the 10th Amendment Center and people like that. So it's a good mix of, um, you know, anarchist politics, if you can say such a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, we are just finding our footing. We've only been doing this since February. So at first, we were really sticking into our safe little kiddie pool area, which is Liberty Twitter. Um, but we found since then, we've been expanding our reach. And I'm really excited about the direction that the show is taking. You have your uh, 100th episode coming up, right? 
Yes, that okay. will be on Wednesday. Live how how 10 often PM. is it? Yeah. How often is the show? So we do once a week. Oh. And then um, if because we do a live stream, somebody can't make the live stream necessarily. We'll record on different days mm-hmm. and then just release it on Wednesday. But it's a once a week show. Really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's very interesting that you're reaching kind of outside of politics, because when you think about ca- cancel culture or whatever, people being deplatformed are, are just having, you know, outside of the. Overton window views. It's usually politics and culture and things like that. But I like the idea of going to, you know, there are different, there are certain jobs, like you said, that are kind of frowned upon, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, you th- I mean, I think about like kind of Dr. Kevorkian back in the day, yeah. you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. If you were he still would be around, yeah. ideal for our show, yeah, exactly. If he were still around. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I actually, um, if you can call it dating, like I, uh, was, like seeing a girl when I was like 14 that she lived next door to Jack Kevorkian. So we like oh. would see him go get his mail and stuff like that. I think that he would um, be really proud of the direction that his idea has taken mm. in terms of people having a right to end their life uh, as opposed to having to suffer through terrible terminal illnesses that only have one result. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm generally opposed to euthanasia from like a, a religious standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like a sticky kind of debate, but like from this, time it is in sticky, my, that's yeah, for sure. yeah. from this, from that period of my life, kind of, you know, let's call it like 1999 to 2010 or whatever. I, mean, mm-hmm. I only know about what the mainstream said about people. So I don't know about like the details about like what he, I mean, I saw the movie about him with Al mm-hmm. Pacino, I think, but I don't really like, I tend to think everything I was told at the time was b- basically a psyop. And that is, right. I've had a pretty good track record at this point of that, you know, that being true, but I don't know much about like what he was even really about other than what you just said. And that's the thing. If you give people the opportunity to explain themselves in their own words, oftentimes you'll find that the narrative that's put out is done specifically to make you believe something. In fact, you know, I was talking about that this morning, like how much manufactured outrage we see on a day-to-day basis. If you're pissed off about something that a news article told you about, congratulations, your outrage was manufactured for you. And your response is probably identical to 50 other manufactured responses that are out there right now. So you feel like you're having a visceral reaction, but are you, you know, how many uh, people just like you are sort of programmed to have that exact reaction or can be counted on to have that exact reaction. So a lot of times just give the person that you're mad at the opportunity to explain themselves in their own words. And you'll find out, Oh, you know what? There's actually more common ground here than I realized. Yeah. And that's a that's a rebellious thing in our society right now is to listen to somebody you don't agree with. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, um, you know, you, you, it's not necessarily about platforming bad ideas, mm-hmm. but like, would would you though? Like, if someone <laughs> wanted to be, if if someone wanted to be platformed and you thought it was a bad idea, if they had nothing but bad ideas, would you still have them on? I would because it would give me an opportunity to talk to them. Yeah. And say, what, what about this? What about, I mean, I don't have a specific example, but mm. what about X, Y, and Z? So that gives me an opportunity to ask my questions. And I like, while we are trying to build a podcast following and all of the things that go along with that, I'm just interested in talking to people. And it more or less gives me the opportunity to reach out to people because otherwise <laughs> I'm just a girl asking you to talk to me 
people are busy, but if you have a podcast, they'll come talk to you. So that just gives me the opportunity to be honest. It's funny. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's one of the coolest things about it. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, we, we, you can't, you know, it'd be weird to just be like, can you hop on a zoom call? I like, I've seen some things that, you know, like, I mean, that's, that's kind of maybe the equivalent of like asking someone to grab a beer with you or grab some coffee. Cause you've like mm-hmm. s- heard something they said or whatever, but you know, you get to reach a lot of people in different uh, places and yep. I don't know. Yeah. It's really kind of a hack. It's kind of a nice little cheat code. You just run a podcast and you get to talk to cool people and absolutely. Great, right? <laughs> um, what would cross the line for you? If like, what is a, you know, I don't know. Is there anything that you wouldn't talk to someone about? Like you, like you would never give them a platform no matter what. Cause I'll say I mean, ahead of time, I don't have one. I don't have yeah. one. I, I've thought about it. Like there's no ideology or viewpoint, even like pro like complete genocide or pedophilia. I would have them on my show and be like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? I mean, I would challenge yeah. them, but like I would, yeah, and I, I don't have a line there. I would, I'm having a hard time, I guess, thinking of something specific. Um, You know, I'm more interested in things I don't understand. If I have a depth of understanding on a topic, it's kind of boring to me to talk to somebody who's just going to regurgitate things I already know about. Mm. So really what I'm looking for is to understand um, realms and areas of understanding that I'm not privy to. Mm. So like, of course, there are ideas that I find offensive. And I have opinions about things, even the manufactured outrage types of things. I still have strong opinions about them. But, um, you know, a lot in my circles, for example, uh, communists, it's ca- communist versus capitalists. And if you're talking to someone who is a communist, you have to almost be like denigrating to that person. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to hear you in your own words. And if I'm denigrating to you, or I'm dismissive to you, you're not going to feel comfortable enough to talk to me about that thing. It doesn't mean that, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, cool, you know, this is, this is not my cup of tea, but at the same time, you know, tell me your idea and then I'll judge it according to my principles and my beliefs and faith and all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I haven't encountered that yet. Yeah. Um, but really I'm like, so you know, you, you said like specifically pedophilia, I guess I'm not interested enough in that to have someone in the show to talk about that. But if it were a topic I found interesting, I suppose I would, mm. but yeah, I mean, it's, you, you've got the, the limit for me is you have to pique my interest. Mm. And so that, you know, is the only sort of, uh, qualification is I, I at least have to be interested in what you're saying. Right. And yes. some stuff, political stuff, I don't know. It's, it's boring lately. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. And it's, yeah. And I, I cover like the, the, like the gender and the, the race thing a lot on my show. And that, that's getting really tiring, especially during like pride month, Juneteenth, all that stuff. But uh, I definitely want to ask you some questions later about like what the idea of like celebrating stuff is in the first place. And we'll probably mm-hmm. get into like the pride Juneteenth thing. As far as yeah. the, the, the pedophilia, the re okay. I'm per- certainly not interested in that topic, you know, like, I, like it's not like, okay. but to, to me, the thing is, is that like, there is a debate amongst hardcore leftists about age of consent. There is a map community. I'm interested mm-hmm. in culture. And so just to give an example, the live streamer Vouch, he says, I've, I, there's many, there's two or three clips of him at this point, And he's got a huge following saying mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. can't think of a good argument for, for why, um, child porn should be illegal. And he also sees, says that if, if child porn would be free, he sees no reason to morally condemn people that use it. 
and he has a huge following and yeah, I'm interested in the culture. If the person has a following like that in like the culture deciding that, you know, like, and, and stopping it too, like, like, you know, like, like, like opposing it. And that's what that, that would be an example of why there, here's a, an issue that I'm not interested in, but there is, there is a, there's a facet of people agree with him. People like him and they, what's his actual argument other than him just answering super because he doesn't like expound upon it. He's just answering super chats at the end of the stream. So that's an example. Now there are reasons to be interested in abnormal psychology Yeah, that go beyond, uh, you know, I'm interested in that topic or something like that. So like, I completely (laughs) get where you're coming from on that. That's not, you know, like I said, I haven't, that's not a particular uh, interest like that abnormal psychology is not a particular interest of mine. I, I don't know that I'd have all that many questions to ask mm. about it. Um, so, you know, it may come along later on that I am, but right. at this, that's the only reason I say, you know, m- maybe not that I kind see. of person. Cause it's okay. not in my wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. um, you know, for example, the mortician uh, I am interested in. Okay. So I have this idea that we've sort of shunted our old people off into like nursing homes and things like that, because we don't want to watch their decline and we're too afraid of seeing them die. And so our disconnection from death is really like separating families and kind of like pulling apart the fabric of society. And if there were ways we could be more comfortable with death, then that would do a lot to improve our relations with each other. And so, you know, that's not a comfortable topic for people either to talk about dying and death. Like (laughs) I'm actually afraid of it. Like it scares the pants off of me. And so that's why I'm sort of forcing myself into uncomfortable conversations so that I have a better understanding. And yeah, I mean, there are so many topics like that to cover that we need to have a wider range, especially there are a lot of podcasts. We each have to kind of like find our niche. If we're all regurgitating the same kind of political thing and it's great we all agree for the most part on you know like the state shouldn't control our lives and there should be less regulations and taxation is theft and all those different kinds of things but like how many times can you say that in a row you know i get it you're pissing off liberals but this is boring i know this you know this let's move on to something more interesting yeah yeah it's i I totally agree that's why it's like it was good to hear uh like because i i didn't like i said i didn't watch more than one of your your episodes and i you know it that you're, you're talking about like fields of study and feel and, and, you know, occupations that are, mm-hmm. that are like, you know, risque or whatever. That's really cool. Did you say you talked to the poacher, the person that hunts poachers already, or is that coming up? Yeah. I'm trying to get him on the show. Oh, okay. I've, I've, I've talked to, I've, I've corresponded with him. Um, but the, you know, there's like a time differential going on. It's, it's kind of hard to schedule, um, no. But I, the idea of the poacher poacher is yeah. very interesting to me. Yeah. Like um, there are a lot of combat vets that rotate back into reality or the real world or whatever. And it's just not, <laughs> things are probably moving in slow motion for those people. And so a lot of them will bring their skills to alternative things like protecting wildlife in Africa, for example. I think that's really interesting because, you know, you do have that experience. What are you going to do with it? You're going to come back and work in an office like good lord that seems like the death of personality to me so yeah i'm interested in talking to people who decide not to rotate back into normal life do you have like a a take ahead of time on like what you know should those people be 
like legally hunted down um or well, so <laughs> when you say hunt like a poacher poacher the idea is that like they kill the poachers mm. um certainly that happens but the okay. idea is that they'll be arrested <laughs> they're not like out there killing yeah. them if they can help it yeah <laughs> okay um, i understand so like my i mean I, I this is my own controversial take i guess but I think if we ate more endangered species, there would be more of them. Like if we ate panda, there would be a lot more panda. There are no shortage of cows. There are no shortage of chickens, you know? So I feel like um, when you, they have um, hunting reserves where you can hunt these endangered species and people will get really out of the box, really offended. Oh my gosh, you're next to this dead giraffe. And isn't that sad? Those people suck. (laughs) Right, right. And you have that visceral reaction, but at the same time, because there is a market for that, it creates an incentive to breed these animals. And so there is a conservationist effect in creating the market. So yeah, there's um, also people who are, for example, they use rhino horn in China. It's a major homeopathic ingredient there. And there are companies that are creating um, artificial rhino horn and it's priced so reasonably that it's driving those who hunt for real rhino horn sort of out of the market. And so I think if you really like care about the conservation of animals, you have to be willing to look into creative methods of conservation because simply banning something is like a gun-free zone sign. It doesn't really do anything. It's a platitude. Mm -hmm. So what are some actual, you know, practical methods that result in the conservation of animals? Hunting is one of them. Eating the animals is one of them. You know, so there are also people like um, there are elephant attacks. They run through human villages and and kill kids and women every year. So there are people who get hired to go out and hunt down elephants and they're doing it to save human lives. Where do you draw the line on that? Is it is it better that there are more elephants and more women and kids get trampled by them? This is conversations I need to have with people who (laughs) are on the ground instead of from a think piece that came out of New York or a think piece that came out of LA. I need to talk to somebody who's been in that situation, understands the dynamics, the people who live there, then I'll have a better understanding. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Usually I'm just on the side of more people. I'm like that those elephants and it's probably good. It's probably good meat, right? (laughs) Like that's usually what I, I I don't want to go out and like just kill all animals, but I definitely, you know, uh, it says in Genesis that we're supposed to have dominion over the, over, over the earth. Right. And so I'm just like, yeah, screw them. I mean, it doesn't mean to abuse them. I mean, that's, that's like abusing God's creation too. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, what one thing that you said that made me laugh is like the rhino horn. I was like, yeah, I've seen <laughs> seen those type of supplements behind the counter at like Seven Eleven myself. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Have like the boner pills, <laughs> like and, the you know yeah, the goat weed. Money, money talks. So mm. if you're able to create a product that prices the poachers out of out, mm. then that's a practical solution. Telling people they're not allowed to use rhino horn is not a practical solution. They'll just yeah. buy it on the black market. They'll pay exorbitantly for it. They'll also go for a cheaper product most of the time. Humans work on incent- on incentives. So I'm all about creating positive incentives that result in less uh, endangered animals being killed. Mm. Even if that means like an unfortunate picture of a dead giraffe yeah. with a hunter, you know, that person obviously values that experience enough to pay these wildlife reserves who are responsible for breeding these animals mm. result more giraffes 
Yeah. So what's your, what's your real, what's your real goal here? Is your goal to tell your friends how great you are? Yeah. It's or to feel is good. It to, yeah. It's the, it's yeah, the good feeling. Yeah. Or is it to create more giraffes? Right. Because if you want to create more giraffes, you might think about supporting these hunting reserves. So do you have like a, it just kind of popped into my head. Do you have like a, um, I mean, most people do have like an animal hierarchy as far as, you know, what, like, cause uh, I think this would be maybe fun. We could like touch on it again at the end during the lightning round. But like, we yeah. talk about eating, like there's the eating the bugs thing. They're, they're like frying cicadas and people are eating them. Are, yeah. are there, like animals you wouldn't eat or like you think are more honorable to eat or kill? No. no. Um, I have to okay. be honest with you. I would eat people if I had to. Like, okay. okay. Listen, I'm not going right. to kill you to eat you. It's been a good interview, Jessica. I got to go. I mean, just right. Let me explain myself in my own words. Okay. okay. So if I'm not, I'm not going to kill a human to eat mm. them just to be like, I wonder where human meat tastes like. Right. Um, but if we're in a live situation and you die before me, mm-hmm. baby, we got a stew. Yeah, that's just it. I will that's survive. It. That's yeah, it. and you're uh, soul you... first. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but okay. So, like the bugs thing. If you're hungry enough, a lot of people say I am not going to eat the bugs. If you get hungry enough, you're going to eat the bugs. This, they're just like facts yeah. of reality. That True. like once that hormone, your hunger hormone is called ghrelin. Once you have the ghrelin flowing through your system, all your uh, highfalutin ideas about morality go right out the window. So, um, you are not more powerful than the hormone Garolin. You will eat people too, even if you think you won't. Um, (laughs) the Uh, other thing, Uh, I was just going to say our vault over in the chat says, don't go camping with her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, don't get lost camping with me. Right. Right. Um, but also, okay. So there are animals that you shouldn't eat because of the enzymes. If, um, an animal is, uh, a carnivore. The meat is different. And if you eat it, you'll get sick. So there's things about that. Like you shouldn't eat wolf meat, probably not because wolves are like these wonderful, honorable creatures, but because you're not meant to digest them. I recognize that I'm a, a, a human animal on the planet earth. There isn't a lot I wouldn't eat. And that's why we're in the position that we're here today. I'm just honest about it. So whatever wow. you wouldn't eat people, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if it came down to it, well, I think that if, uh, if someone says they'd eat people, it kind of implicit in that is like not in a survival situation. Like, right, like no. would, would I eat cicadas? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, of course I would eat anything in a survival situation other than a thing that made me starve more like, uh, right. like in, in, into the wild where he eats that, uh, plant that makes him starve, you know, yeah. stuff like that would not be good. But yeah, I mean, if it comes down to it, you know, I don't like thinking about it though. There's all those like, there's uh, um, those stories from like the the old west where what the what's the the Donner Party? The Donner Party, yeah, right. Yeah. So there were people in the Donner Party who did what they had to do, and then there were people who relished in it and bathed in it and were ghouls, you know. Mm. So um, there was a famous. I'm actually kind of fascinated by cannibal stories. That's mm. my own weird thing but there was a cannibal who ate a girl he was from japan and he was caught he served his sentence and then he got out moved back to japan and he is now a famous food critic because everybody wants to know what the cannibal thinks of their food so you know there is dark dark things dark dark and interesting things in this world and yeah 
Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> do you still uh um do you still garden and do you use your neighbor's dead bodies as fertilizer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have this joke about my neighbor. I probably should tell this on a live stream, but he's never gonna find out about it. it. So <laughs> we have my na- my neighbors fight all the time publicly on their driveway a lot. Mm-hmm. And so we have this joke that he kills her, but then she respawns in the kitchen every time. Okay. So <laughs> Um, there is like this unidentified dead animal smell that is coming from one of the yards around us. And so we joke that that's where he like keeps the multitude of bodies that there's like a prestige situation going on here. And every time he kills her, she just respawns in the kitchen and comes back out and yells at him again. And stronger. Yeah. And stronger. stronger. (laughs) True that. So, yeah, I don't know that human bodies would necessarily be that good for a gardening fertilizer. Um, because again, like you don't use dog poop as a fertilizer because it is too high in protein. So there are actually like scientific reasons that you wouldn't want to use like decaying flesh or meat or anything like that as a fertilizer. Um, but not necessarily like moral reasons. I mean, if, if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. That's just science. Yeah. though the pragmatist. Yeah. That's what's wrong, what's wrong with <laughs> libertarians. Yeah. It's everything's practical. It's like, right, end up, like right. killing your neighbor. Yeah. So d- are there any like updates? Like how's your garden? I, I, I bought, I bought a place in Tennessee and I'm, I have my first gar- garden going. I got my chickens going and stuff, but like, nice. yeah. Do you got any like updates? How's, how's your garden going? So the garden's great. We um, expanded a lot last year because there was a lot of uncertainty with COVID and, you know, 2020 was just like a shit show of a year. It was like, look, if all these like systems collapse, I really don't want to have to eat my neighbor. So, uh, yeah, we expanded our gardens and um, now we're finding we have like more vegetables than we know what to do with. The, uh, the hope is, of course, to share with your neighbors yep. so they don't come to kill you as well. Um, this is a good um, lesson in community building, because as much as we like to be self-reliant and independent people, community is really essential to human survival. We're communal animals. We need each other. So, you know, part of that has been actually like getting to know our neighbors and, you know, they garden, we garden, trading, all of those kind of wonderful things that used to be a common part of life that we've kind of gotten removed from. So, um, yes, the gardens are doing great, but what's, what's even better is the community aspect of it. Like all my neighbors have gardens too. So Mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's turning out really well. I mean, when I started mine, I, you know, I just realized like, dang, dude, we really, the amount from going from entirely needing the grocery store to not needing the grocery store is it's epic. I mean, unless you want to pissed when I have to, when I have to buy tomatoes, I'm like Mm. these grocery store tomatoes, God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, unless you want to be just very bland and and almost boring about how you eat if you want to just only do like i could live almost on eggs right now you know if yeah. i i eat about six a day but they hatch about but they lay about eight a day so i always have a surplus i got about, about 50 eggs down in my fridge right now that nice. i just give them away and stuff but that means like it's always eggs and veggies all the time no butter mm-hmm. you need like a cow but like do you know anyone that's completely 
off the, you know, people say off the grid and I'm, I don't want to be off the grid. I mean, I like no. electricity. I like, I know I like the internet. I, I like, I, I love the internet. It's one of my favorite things, but like, like I'm yeah. not going to stop drinking coffee. Coffee yeah. doesn't come from where I live. Right. So, yeah. um, trade systems are not a bad thing. They're yeah. a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, the logistics of trade are mind boggling and wonderful and to be celebrated, not to just be tossed out as, you know, some mark of a, uh, overly affluent society. Yeah. Um, I don't know anybody, even the really hardcore people who don't require supplies from somewhere else at yeah. some point, you know, even we're talking a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, people still relied on trade systems. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but the gardening and the eggs, and you're talking about having that as your main diet, that is a, uh, monastery diet. That is what like monks um, would have been eating, eating directly out of their garden, their own chickens, really milking their yeah, own cows, right. that kind of thing. So um, in order to keep things interesting, as far as food goes, I've been looking into a lot of cookbooks from monks and they have been for hundreds of years eating directly out of their gardens and they know how to make that stuff taste good. Mm. So monasteries have this um, reputation of eating very bland food. That's completely no, untrue they're growing, they're growing <laughs> spices yeah i mean right yeah i mean like i don't know how you do really do salt do you know where, where does salt come from like a mine like how do you do so, salt yes so uh salt can come from the sea it can come from mines um the salt that i get real salt um it comes from the salt lake the dried salt beds in mm -hmm. um what's that state utah mm -hmm. so that that is an ancient sea which has this, the salt, the water is gone, but the layers and layers of salt are there. And then they mine that and make a product out of it. So, and that is the very reason for things like the, the, what do they call that? The Silk Road mm -hmm. and things of that nature is people have always needed salt. Salt was once a currency because it's so necessary in the preservation of food. And you probably don't have a salt mine on your acreage out no. in the woods. Nope. So yeah, sadly. <laughs> uh, be, you're never going to go 100% off of trade systems unless you really want to live like John the Baptist and be eating wild honey and cicadas. Yeah. And that dude, <laughs> he was a wild man. Right. I mean, the, the descriptions of him are that, you know, he, he was an extraordinary person living out off of the desert in the wild. That's not, if you got a family, you know, like, it's you know, w happen. women, no. It's not going to happen. And especially women, our bodies re require things because we build babies out of our bodies. So we need to have like proper nutrition. So it's all a wonderful idea that you're going to go live in the woods and be completely off the grid, but like, not if you want to like participate in the, the normalcy of human life. And even 2000 years ago, it was not, there were no people aside from people like John the Baptist who were living completely independently off of the environment. Yeah. Just not, it's not a reality. Right. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I think any, any smart person that really thinks about it doesn't think it is either. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I think there's a difference between going to like, I mean, of course there's a difference, but like, and it's a meaningful difference between like mm -hmm. needing to go to Publix and like these big Walmart, these big chains and having a, a trade network in within a mile radius and maybe, mm -hmm. and at some point they have to make a store and then it's like the whole cycle starts over again. If that store gets really successful, they might get bought out by a bigger company or something, <laughs> something like that. But it it's, but you know, do you know anyone that's, that is strictly like agorist trading? 
as a, like never going to a grocery store, grocery store. I, I know sure people don't. who, no, I don't like simple answers. No, I don't. I know people who go into town once a month yeah. or like once every couple of months for supplies, they buy a bunch of things and then they bring it back to wherever they are. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful way to do things. Cause if you're cut off for a while, then you already have a store of the things you're going to need. Salt, coffee, you know, uh, replace <laughs> replacement gaskets for the equipment that you're using to farm your vegetables. People don't think about this, but like if supply lines shut down and you're responsible for fixing your own equipment, you can't just order gaskets. You can't just order spark plugs mm. off the internet like that. So they don't think about the, the, the things you need to have in storage yeah. that aren't necessarily food. There's so you know? many things. Yeah. Now what's, what happens is not that, you know, we're going to have a Roman empire style collapse. I mean, we might, but the, the likelihood is not high. Yeah. Um, what does happen is storms. You get cut off for five to 10 days because the area around you is flooded. That is just as bad a situation as there being a full on uh, societal collapse. So if you can just get yourself to be prepared enough to weather a couple of weeks without connection, then you're in a really good position and it will actually up your survival because storms happen all the time. Mm, yeah, true. Like that thing in Texas. I mean, it just happens all it happens a lot of times when people don't even talk about it. It doesn't even make yep. the news. Why do you think uh, why do you think some of them make the news and the others don't? Yeah, the, the news is not there to inform you. No. It's there to make you feel things about other people. You know, so you are supposed to have sympathy for this person. You're supposed to have anger for that person. And really, it's just uh, people at the top who are given, I don't know. I mean, they may, they may not be given orders on what they're supposed to be telling you, but there is a very like directed effort to make you feel a certain kind of way about a certain person. So like, for example, today, there's a news article about transgender athletes, And it, as a woman, I'm looking at this going, well, that sucks that if I wanted to be an athlete, I would have to compete against biological men. This pisses me off. And then I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling anger toward trans people. I didn't wake up feeling anger toward trans people that was manufactured by a news agency who decided, well, today we're going to rile up the conservatives about, you know, not that I necessarily consider myself a conservative, but probably would lean more sympathetically toward them than. Yeah. The, I was going to say you are conservative, not a conservative, but like you're a conservative lady though. You're like traditional. Yeah. At least. So I'm, you know, like I'm an Orthodox Christian. Yeah, I was going to ask you about maker. that. I saw you. Yeah, that yeah. that's you're a catechumen or you've been baptized yet. I'm, I'm a cat. I have. So my story is a little strange. I was baptized um, when I was a teenager because my dad married an Orthodox uh, lady. Really? And then after that, there was no catechumen instruction. I wasn't expected to go to church. I think I took communion all of once. And so now in my mid thirties, I'm actually like seeking a more meaningful relationship with the church and with God. And so, um, they talked to the Bishop about me, about what to do with my specific case. So I'm, I'm going to go through the steps of being a catechumen, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that I was already baptized. And then I will be chrismated in about a year's time. So that's, something I'm looking forward to. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Congrats. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty excited about it. I, I forget where you were. Yeah. We said, I said that you're like a traditionalist or uh, you're conservative. And then you mentioned that. Okay. Yeah. So like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not conservative politically because a conser- a con- political conservative wants things to remain the same or to even go back. 
I want everything to be completely different than it is. So like, it would be a misnomer to call me a conservative in that regard. As far as culture goes, I am absolutely conservative. I think we need to go back in a lot of ways. So yeah, I don't know how one splits the difference on that, but Mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I just say, I just say I'm right wing and the the people there, their assumptions I just like let people's assumptions be their assumptions. Like, like the other day when I uh, talked to Monica Perez, I said I was a right winger and she like cringed hard. Um, (laughs) And then she started talking about like Republicans. I was like, I I hate the Republicans. Um, And I'm not a conservative because I actually think that the constitution is not all that good. Like I'm like, like, so, but I want to go way back, like way back, you know, like, so like a right wing traditionalist, but I'm also like a rapper. Like it's kind of like a weird yeah. contradiction where like yeah, I'm like a guitar playing rapper that like wouldn't mind talking about a monarchy, but also thinks that there should be like strength and unity. And like so people could call me like a fascist, even though I'm not one. Uh, right. and, but I also want to end the Fed, you know, and, yep. and end the foreign war. So like it's it's weird. I'm definitely I'm definitely not a libertarian anymore. I, I stopped no, using that neither. label a while ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not an anarchist. I think the state will never go away no matter what how many people are anarchists. I think it's almost like a like a spiritual thing that like part of sin is that the state's going to be here. Yeah, and, and like, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. That, so I don't Yeah. I have been um, recently coming to terms with the idea that I'm a monarchist, Mm. although I don't um, give (laughs) I don't give much cotton to uh, earthly governments, but I am a subject of a king. And that makes me a monarchist. Yo, this is based. Everyone listening. This is the good. (laughs) This is the right take right here. Yep. Because so, anarchist know, I, means no rulers. Because I've been right. saying for a while that anarchy, the end of anarchy is atheism because it's mm-hmm. no rulers. And we have right. a ruler. His name's Jesus. That's and, right. That's right. Like, it, it, yeah. I cringe when people say Jesus was an anarchist because Jesus talks over oh, and over and over again about his father's kingdom. It's cringe. I great. thank you for saying that. That's <laughs> all, that makes my day. Yeah. Jesus was not an anarchist. Yes. I don't I, like, I don't, I, I don't think he was a Republican. I think all of it's cringe. Like saying that like Jesus was this political ideology is like, really, it makes me like, gives, gives you like, ah, like almost want to. Yeah. You know? We are so tempted to paint Christ with our human ideas And while, you know, I could really understand someone saying that you're an anarchist because of Jesus or, you know, the ideas of Jesus led led you to be an anarchist on earth. If you follow Christ, you are the subject of a king. So, you know, if you bend your knee to Jesus, you are pledging fealty to a kingdom Mm. that makes you a monarchist in every way that that definition exists. Yes. So and then on top of it. So if you're considering earthly governments. You, the, the great thing about monarchy is how easy it is to unseat a bad king. When, when there was a bad king in the past, someone would come along and throw him off the building or cut his head off, and then there would be a new king. It happened relatively frequently. Yep. Now we're in a system with 300 kings that no matter how many times you change the head, it's the system persists and the system exists. There's no change. So if you're really asking me, do I prefer democracy to monarchy? The answer is no. I think it's a lot easier to get rid of a bad king than it is to get rid of a bad democratically elected government. Yeah, I think that it, 
not only that, if I were to rank my top 10, it'd be like monarchy would be in the top three and democracy would be in the t- bottom two. It's not even close. <laughs> Way low. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is a tyranny involved in everybody makes a decision that then everybody follows because then you're solving problems with popularity contests. That is a terrible way to make decisions about complicated human issues. Mm. Like we're hierarchies exist in nature for a reason because they function. You know, <laughs> my husband and I, we've been doing a movie marathon about submarines, like watching all the good <laughs> submarine movies. And you, you can't have a democracy on a sub. Yeah. The captain is in charge. You do what the captain says. And if you don't, things are going to fall apart extremely quickly. So it's like, you know, you sign, you sign on with a leader that you think is making good decisions and you follow that guy. And if you know, the great thing about that feudal system is if your lord or your king was making bad choices, you upped and you moved to a new section, a new principality where the king was someone you could support. There were so many more options. People just don't think about it. They think they're so much more free now than people were in the past and they're not that's an illusion an illusion meant to keep you under control of a system that you're not allowed to change do you know much about whether like they were they you know were people just allowed to leave like that's a that's one thing that you have to deal with in any system of government like are you allowed to leave or not because if you're not that's really bad how are they going to stop you Hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like yeah maybe there are rules you can't leave but there's this vast area of land. You have a number of people who might prevent people from leaving on the road, but five miles off the road. I mean, people, people get around systems. They do it now where they get around systems and it was much easier to get around systems back in that day. So like, um, I'm thinking of Robert the Bruce in Scotland, for example, and you know, they, they stopped their rebellion They swore fealty to the king and then they all gathered up and had another rebellion. The king didn't, he, he had a law that said they couldn't do that, but it didn't stop them from doing it, you know? And so they all came around and swore allegiance to this new king, including people who were from England, Hmm. who were from, you know, different parts that were supposed to be loyal to Edward moved on up and, and pledged their loyalty to Robert the Bruce and fought for him. So, you know, yeah, they, you're not supposed to, there are laws you get around things. A lot of things people aren't supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. I lost you. Hold on. Uh Oh, hold on. Check, check, check. Sorry. That's okay. They turn off like automatically. Are those good? Uh, um, oh, she still can't hear me. Talk Uh, amongst yourselves for a minute. Talk among, uh, the mad one says, I want to eat a dolphin. I bet that's Cam. Welcome, welcome. I, ch- I checked out an episode of of your uh, show, okay. Cam, and uh, you just followed me. Oh, on Cam's Twitter. here. What up, Cam? What up, Cam? I'm gonna follow you right now. Um, I can hear you again. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. If people get around this stuff right now, but I think that you know, you know, I guess I, I was gonna. I'm gonna ask you something, but I'm gonna do it later because it comes up during the lightning round, and it's an easy, quick answer. But yeah, I mean, think about I th- think yeah. about the expatriates. Sorry, I wanted to just add on to the thing I was thinking, just think about people who are expatriates. They take up their wealth and they move to other countries. You're supposed to pay taxes to the U S government to be able to do that. They don't do that. Yeah. Like come find me. I didn't know that. Come actually. make me. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are they going to enforce it? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I've, I've been through, you know, five or six different worldviews since I started streaming a couple of years ago. And it, what awesome. I, very often what is happens is like, also one thing that I've really driven away from hard is Two years ago, I would say, like, labels don't matter, man. We need to, like, free ourselves of labels, man, because labels don't matter. Like, labels do matter, but they don't mm-hmm. ma- matter as much as the things that, like, make them up. Like, the ideas matter more than the labels. But, you know, I'm saying the word label, and that's a label. You know, like, okay. even the word, like, the, in, for instance, the, the, like, there's this argument in the history of Christianity of the iconoclast versus the people that think icons are okay. And they're yep. like, you know, if you can't make a picture of Jesus, why, why can you spell the name Jesus? I mean, that like a, 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 uh, um, a type, ty- like typography is, is mm-hmm. an icon, you know, that's a way of depicting yep. the divine in the earthly realm. So my point about this is like in every system of power there, like, y- there's like, 10 or 11 or sometimes more different things you have to like decide on. And usually once you've decided on those things, that becomes what's called your ideology or your label, you know? And I think one of the most important ones, and this is what libertarians really get right is the acknowledgement of the monopoly on violence and how to enforce actual laws. This is Mm -hmm, one thing mm -hmm. that libertarians really think about. Like they really hit the nail on the head because they're like, there's going to be violence. We have to know what to do yep. with the violence. Whereas like blue wave Democrats don't even acknowledge that government is like the monopoly on who gets to kill and who gets to steal. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, and I think, so it's like, there's, yeah, God. There's an idea that um, once we get the right people in power, it's going to make everything better. And even like anarchists and libertarians have this idea that one day we'll have anarchy. Well, you have anarchy now. Anything you do that doesn't involve the state, any interaction or trade you have that doesn't, uh, you know, pay taxes to the state or involve them in any way is anarchy. A state is going to exist and it's going to try and get in your way. And when you do things outside of it, you are in anarchy. That's the the bargain that has always existed. You're not never going to have an anarchist society that doesn't make sense. It doesn't exist. People always form up behind leaders and create structures. Your job, if you feel that you want to be an anarchist, is to try to remove as many of your interactions from state control as you possibly can. It's not, we got to go tear the buildings down and throw the stones to the side. That's just, they'll just build a new building. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to decide for yourself that you are a free person and that you're going to make decisions for yourself regardless of what the state is planning to do otherwise. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. I mean, that's an interesting point that I hadn't really thought about before, because when you, when you see people like argue on Twitter or even in, in, I debated this with people just over beers and stuff like that, where like, but your standard anarchist on Twitter is arguing it like it's, it's a system that must basically take over the whole world or it's not anarchy. And like, so I'm just like thinking of a name like Ace Archist over there on Twitter. He, He's just like, it's got to be all or nothing. And anything that like these people that are opposed to minarchy because mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. anarchy. And I'm like, bro, you're like, you don't like well, this aren't is never going to happen. Aren't you forcing people to live your idea that way? Yeah. Some people want to live in systems of government. They want to, they want to be ruled. And that's a perfectly legitimate way to live. You have no reason to take that away from them. And so like, you know, the best option you have is just to make yourself as free as possible. 
and you know, <laughs> that's, that's a more dangerous prospect. People want the safety of living in a society that entirely agrees with their ideology instead of just doing what they want to do and deciding that they are a free person and raising their family and freedom, yep. you know, so <laughs> you have options. They're not comfortable. It's not as comfortable as we're all going to have the exact same setup we have now, except for there's no taxes and no rules. Hmm. That's just not reality. You're living in a fantasy world yeah. and you can't force that on people. They don't want it. Have you talked to people? They want to be ruled yeah. and you have no right to take that away from them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. So, yeah, so since we're talking a little bit about, about the social media thing, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on, like, you know, you seem like a pretty positive person, and there's a lot of negative people out there. I mean, the social media, if you had to pick one or the other, is probably negative as far as, like, mm. how it makes people um, react. It, it brings out sometimes a bad um, version of, uh, of yourself. And I actually, I, I actually, I'm remembering this right now. I saw a, a post about this from you the other day on Twitter, but like, how do you personally, and how do you think like, well, I guess before we get to personally, do you think it can ever become a positive thing overall? Like, do you think you can ever build a, a, a social media platform or a, you know, a discord server or anything like that can be, that can be like positive net positive like because yeah. it seems like it seems like it it doesn't like it, name your platform it devolves into complete negativity eventually if you scroll long enough the youtube comment section the twi twitter replies but do you think that right. is like a possible thing or do you think it is just human nature social media like anything else is a tool it depends on how you use the tool a hammer can be used for evil just as much as it can be used to build a church so it depends on what you're doing with it. I have on my Instagram, for example, I don't follow anybody who does politics. It's all art. Cool. So I follow painters and, and musicians and sculptors and things of that nature. And my Instagram experience is super positive. And then on Twitter, I've got a bunch of anarchists and <laughs> libertarians and all this kind of thing. And it's a relatively negative experience for the most part. Yeah. So like, there is something about social media where outrage is the currency. And that's why, you know, for example, these news media outlets will um, ply you with things that outrage you because you are more likely to interact with something that you're angry at than something that, you know, is innocuous or doesn't make you feel, you know, a negative emotion. So you just have to like be aware of that and how you're choosing to spend your time. You have a limited amount of time. It's, it's just like money. Yeah. Uh, you know, your pennies are limited in this world. So you have to decide what you're going to spend them on. And if you're spending them being outraged because transgender athletes are, you know, winning gold medals, like, okay, that's fine. You spend your coins on that. I, I don't have coins for this. Mm. You know? I don't have coins to be told what I'm angry about, especially because anger is such an ineffective thing. Yeah. It, it, you know, it just causes people, it riles people up, causes them to hate each other and then nothing gets accomplished. So I'm not saying like ignoring what's going on in the world is a better option. That's always the accusation. When I say you don't need to do this outrage game is like, well, if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world, no, you can pay attention to what's going on in the world, but you know, come up with effective solutions for yourself. Mm. Like you have no right to change the world. For example, you, you've got every right to change yourself. And when you change yourself, you're changing the world. You're changing your world. Instead of arguing on social media, go clean out your closet. Right. I know your closet's a mess. Yeah. Don't pretend it's not. Go clean it out. 
Okay. Yeah. You, you saved the world. You made your environment nicer because you took care of your business. Yeah. And yeah. Can you imagine like, what do you think? Like, I guess these people that, I guess I, maybe I'm even speaking to some of the people in the chat right now, but like, what type of job do you think these people do that they're able to argue on Twitter all day? Like I, I like, they I mean, must be like not producing something or like, I'm kind of talking shit to my fan. I do this all the time. My fan base, but like, <laughs> like I, but even more so, like I look at some of these, uh, Twitter accounts, they'll have like 9,000 followers and you know, you can scroll down and see the number of tweets they have. It'll be something like 600,000 tweets. And yeah. they're just, they're just like quote tweeting, quote tweeting all day, all day. And are they at work? Like, it, like, what do their closets look like? I mean, it really like brings up a lot of questions. Like, you ever it's wonder what question. these people are doing all day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too, is like, so I get this from Jordan Peterson and I know he's not entirely popular in, uh, at least in the community that I'm in. But one thing <laughs> that he on, says, sorry. people in the chat, they, they, before you even said that they're like, when you said clean your closet, someone said Jessica Peterson. <laughs> And well, then our artist says, I smell a Jordan B. Peterson fan. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. So gu guilty on that regard, but listen, he, <laughs> he makes, but he makes an excellent point here. He was a clinical psychologist for years and years and years. And one of the things they teach you in clinical psychology is that the likelihood that your intervention will work the way that you intend it to is almost nil. Mm -hmm. There is a 0% chance that your clinical intervention is going to work the way you mean it to. So you need to be aware of that before you start messing with people's lives. And that applies to all of us. It, you need to fix your own world and your own family and your own life before you maybe even go out and tap something in the real world. Because if you can't do that, what hope of you? You are going to change the world. You can't even make your bed. Right. And I think that that's a valid point. It's not, and that's not, it, it, honestly, as much as I love Jordan, that's not his original thought. Oh, hell that's something no. that's been, that's been Moms something that's have been saying this for 500 years, you know? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So <laughs> just, you can save the world. You can save your world and think about how much more effective you can be when you don't have these things clouding up your space. You can be a more effective person at that point. But, you know, we got to take care of ourselves. And that's what social media, we are out here tapping everybody and telling everybody how they need to act. You don't see what that person's house looks like, how many dishes they have piled up in their sink, what their relationship with their parents is like. So be careful about whose advice you're taking. Yeah. Because yeah. platitudes are great, but... You can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I personally think that it's not all, all, but like there are certain markers if you can kind of tell like if if someone's and I'm not like and I, look I'm I'm overweight we're doing a weight loss challenge right now but if there's a, a person that's like really overweight very angry tweets all the time won't show their private side like yeah. in terms of like they won't even show their house they won't they like so it's it's not like like individually, these are not necessarily indicators of someone being a train wreck, but when there's like five, six different ones, they won't use their name, won't use their face is overweight, has anger. Um, is a degenerate usually on the sexual stuff. Uh, these things like you can tell that the person just doesn't have their shit together. And that, that's how I know to, that's how I can tell who not to listen to. Like, there are 
no shortage of accounts on social media that are telling everybody you're all evil. Everything about our society is terrible. And then you look on their profile and it's like mentally ill. Here's all the different (laughs) mental illnesses I have. Why am I listening to your advice? What, what perception of reality do you have that matches the the truth? It's hard to, you know, just pick, pick your, pick your leaders carefully. Yeah. Cause you're, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's fine. That's fine. When, when you follow a guru or you follow someone on social media or a, a cult of personality, it's you're choosing a lord or a king to to bend your knee to. And you need to give out your fealty carefully. It's, yeah. not, it's not something to just throw around, you know, because right. you're especially if you're a man, you're leading your family. They're following in your footsteps. So you need to be careful about what direction you're leading them in, you know. Uh, who do you think, having said that, like to kind of flip the argument on its head, are there, who is there some people, are there some people that you think are, you know, really good voices online that you would, that you would lead or you would follow, I should say, sorry. Um, I mean, honestly, just look for people who have your best interest at heart. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of people who claim they have society's best interest in heart, but, uh, what is a society? Most people have trouble defining what a society is. So, you know, if, if someone is telling you to increase your personal worth, be healthier, have better relationships with your parents, with your, with your loved ones, your significant other, these are people to listen to because they want what's best for you. And when you are better, you affect the world around you to be better. You know, like think of all the people in your life that you know that you want to be around. Why do you want to be around them? Because they're, they're cool and they're nice and they make you feel good about yourself. People are constantly telling you how gross and mean and evil you are. Don't have your best interest at heart. They want your destruction. They huh. think you're evil. Yeah. So these aren't people to take life cues from. At least I certainly wouldn't. If someone tells you, wait, well, because of the color of your skin or the, the sexual preference you have or whatever, you're evil. A person doesn't want what's good for me. <laughs> they want control. Right. So just try to have discernment. Um, I was talking with, you know, Cam, I don't know if Cam's still in chat, but we were talking um, with Maddie about having discernment that not everybody who's claiming to be out there for you is out there for you. And you need to like kind of take a measure of the pH before you sign on to ideologies. Yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, I try to do, I I try to listen to people that are looking out for themselves. That's because like, if they're like, I'm not big on the whole self-help thing. I mean, if someone asked me a question, I used used to be really into it, like really into like self-empowerment and self-help. And cause, but if you think about what like self-help is, that's someone telling you what you should do better Mm -hmm. rather than like just listening to a person that is just crushing them themselves. Mm-hmm. Where, so mm-hmm. I tend to think of like, I, I like listening to people that talk about like big societal issues and also people that just have their shit together and let that speak for itself. Like whether they're, they be creating something or just writing books about ideas. But like, it seems like in general, like even the people that uh, say they have your best interest at heart or actually say things that you should be doing that are good, like no brainer stuff, like working out, eating right, treating people well worshiping God, these, you know, even those people, they're still, they're, they're 
their product is centered around telling you what to do yeah. rather than just doing their own thing and crushing a, a product, whatever it might be. So it, it just seems like the I've kind of come just like people that are just doing their own thing and are interesting are the people that mm-hmm. I, I really like listening to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, there are people who will turn around and tell me that they're surprised that I'm a Christian. Mm. Um, even though I will, in my view, I talk about it a lot, but you know, the things that I'm saying land with them and they're, and then they find out that you're a Christian. They're like, Oh, I didn't know that you're the nicest Christian I've ever met. Mm. It's like, first of all, that's unfortunate. But secondly, if you're just living the ideas, then that translates. People want to be around that. They want to hear about that. They want to be involved with that. You don't need to browbeat them over the head with, you know, this is an ideology you have to follow or you're going to burn in hell. Mm. That's the wrong way to go about that. Yeah, you like, I agree. The light comes from you, yep. you know, and if you're doing things the right way, people notice that and they're like, what, what are, you know, what are you doing? I want to, I want to get in on some of this. Mm. So um, yeah, I, that, that was something that started to surprise me a lot was people being like, what, really? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's a, I, I, I was follow this say, dude, and he's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not kind of sounds like an insult at first, but when you put it that way, it, it's actually pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing to hear, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, good. I'm being a good example. That's, that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, one more thing I wanted to move on to before we do our lightning round, which is one of my nice. favorite parts. Now, I will tell the live chat right now. Let's make the li- let's make the lightning round fun. Okay, it's supposed to be fun. We're not supposed to be like impressing our ideology into the questions. It's supposed to be things that are fun, like food, sports, whatever. But we get a lot of agenda driven questions, and I'm sick of it. All right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> kind of kidding. But anyway, so yeah, I wanted to talk about celebrating. Oh, bring it. Oh, yeah, oh bring, bring it. Bring your it. shit. Okay. I, okay. So today, I okay, we'll compromise. All right. You we, will you agree to accept any question? I agree to accept okay. any okay. question. All right. Any question in the lightning round in about 10 or 15 minutes, but except for cam, except for cam. Okay. Except There's going to be cam. some troll. There's going to be, tr- we're not doing it. Yet. They're already <laughs> asking stuff. We're going to do it in like 15 minutes. Um, okay. okay. So what is, okay. So, um, I don't know why this, this popped into my head when I was kind of prepping yesterday, but, um, it was just the idea of like what a celebration is. And okay. I've, I've struggled with it my whole life. I've had, I, there was a time in my life where I just didn't want to celebrate any birthdays myself or other people's. Cause I'm just like, this is oh, when man. I was kind of a nihilist and I was just yeah. like, you know, um, why we're just like alive for another, it's not even another year. It's just another day. And then I went through the whole thing of like, you know, Christmas, Easter, these names are like pagan and why are we, they have like pagan roots. And now I just celebrate Easter and Christmas because I celebrate Christ. Um, but we're in the middle of like a holiday month right now, which is a celebration of, of a sin. Um, and there's Juneteenth just got passed, but like, yeah, pride. Yeah. I mean, pride pride is a sin and sodomy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm really talking about sodomy. (laughs) Um, so like, uh, so what do you think, like, how do you see celebrations, especially another thing that made me think about is because, you know, you're, you're basically Orthodox and you're on Mm -hmm. a different calendar, you know, mm-hmm. so you're, you're all, you know, we just all did like, Pentecost exactly, yesterday. Exactly. Right. So I don't know, like, did you ever go through a period of, I guess, I don't know how, what my question is other than, did you go through a period of like, um, holiday nihilism? Uh, how do you see, you know, like what a celebration is and like, why do you think the human being feels a need to do it? So when I was an atheist, I had that kind of, um, animosity towards celebrations because I went through the whole, Easter was made by pagans. Christmas is pagan. You know, like I went through that and was kind of like, damn these Christians for 
stealing Holly. I don't know. There, there's a lot of, um, we could go into the historical aspects of why that's not actually true. And it's a narrative, yeah. but that's not actually next what you time. asked. Me. Next time you're on yeah. next time. Right. So what, what you are asking about is celebrations, which, you know, again, I'll defer to the Bible, which tells us to have a glad heart and to constantly be in song and dance and joy. So we are commanded by our King to celebrate and to sing and to be joyful. And this is much more attractive than the sword as far as an ideology goes. Um, I like to point out that Rome was not defeated by a military leader. Rome was Christianized by the wives of the Romans. The, the Vikings were not defeated at the point of a sword. They were Christianized by the, the women that they married because, you know, people want peace and they want happiness and they want joy. And these glad tidings are not something to be scared of and unhappy about, you know, um, I don't think that Easter is a, is a pagan holiday. Mm-hmm. Pascha is a Christian thing. You know, the, the, the colored eggs, people always point to that being a pagan fertility ritual. Look up Mary Magdalene um, ministering to the emperor of Rome and the red egg. There isn't, there are Christian roots to these celebrations and there are a lot of people who want to like um, add things onto them that don't actually make sense and then turn it around and say that these are pagan things. They're not. Now, the Christmas tree is a, is a, is a pagan thing. It is. Yep. That's absolutely true. But the celebration of the birth of Christ, that was, you know, not, not a pagan thing. So, you know, be, be glad, sing, dance, celebrate give adulation. All of these are wonderful things and they attract people to you. And then you can tell them the good news, Mm, you know, if they should so choose to hear that from you being dour and, and consistently penitent and everything is doom and you're going to hell and all of these things. It's not uh, an ideology for the future. This doesn't lead anywhere. This doesn't make us, um, you know, procreate and be gladful and all of these things. So you know, smile. Things are great. You know, and by comparison to the level of poverty and hardship we experienced in just 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we're doing awesome. And there's so much to be glad about and so much to be grateful for. So yeah, I'm, I'm pro celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what about from the non-Christian perspective, you know, like, like, why do you think people, no matter the faith or no matter the like, you know, cause I mean, if you, if we put ourselves in the shoes of like the, the race woke lefty or whatever, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they think that, you know, certain groups of people have been oppressed by other certain groups of people for all of history. Sure, and they now have. they have, now they have a pride month and they have Juneteenth and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I mean, I think the history of the world is like oppression by other groups, but that, but it's like what you, that, that you like people that are like far right, like me would maybe think that that's like a commie statement, but it's just true. It's like what you do with it is what it makes it like leftist or not, you know, but I don't think there should be, I don't think there should be a pride month or a pride day. I don't think it should be a thing at all personally. Um, But what, why do you think, why do you think I'll make it simpler. Why do you think human beings need to celebrate? Right. Regardless of, and and from a non-Christian perspective. I don't know that pride is necessarily, how do I, let me think about how I want to say this. Okay. So, you know, as Christians, we believe that pride is a sin. It's just as much a sin as 
there's a difference between like sinful you almost need like two different words in terms of like like or like three different things there's like sinful pride there's like mm-hmm. good pride where it's like i'm proud that my dad's my dad that's like not okay. a that's not a sin like 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 i don't i don't think being proud or being glad that so, that something happened like you achieving something so that is not to me sin. comes off more as gratitude mm. than pride like i'm grateful my father is my father well, you know he he taught me well i'm grateful for that as opposed to pride which is like um okay so it, it, but the point i was making yep. with pointing out that these things are sins is not to say one sin is worse than the other it's to say that um you're supposed to look at yourself as the chief of sinners you're not supposed to be looking at other people and saying, look at these sinners, look what they're doing. Look at the, they're, they're having pride and they're having sodomy and they're having all these things I don't approve of. You need to focus on your own salvation. You are the chief sinner. Know that you are the chief sinner. Work on your, you know, the humility you need to have toward God about your sins. And don't, you know, don't be worrying about that. I have, um, because there's a schism between Orthodox and um, Latin Catholics, you will hear a lot of people ask, well, do, do Orthodox believe that the Latin Catholics are going to hell because they don't believe, you know, they say the filiqui and we don't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you worrying about? Yeah, Orthodox their... doesn't even judge their own salvation. They, right, yeah, right. They, it's like a hopeful thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, work on yourself. This is, again, the thing I go back to over and over and over again. It's like you're changing the world starts here with you. And if you can, you know, uh, obey, <laughs> obedience uh, is, is a huge factor. No one who obeys regrets it. Yeah. So, you know, find that obedience in you. And if you're obeying, you're not looking at the other sinners and wondering about their sins because it's none of, none of your business. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with everything you just said. Like, like that would mean you don't point out any other any sin ever. If you took that whole worldview, you, you would you would take, and I don't even think the Orthodox believe that. And, and I'm an Orthodox inquirer. I don't so, know if you knew this. Um, I've I've no, studied. That's or, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm basically discerning between Catholicism and Orthodoxy right now. Like, I don't know what the future will will hold, but that's basically like where I'm at in my world in my like path. But like, it, well, let me what, ask you: What yeah. is it you necessarily gain by pointing out the sins? If you're pointing at another person saying you're doing these sins, what are you gaining for yourself uh, by doing that? What are you gaining for God by doing that? Not, In well, what- I, w- I would say not, not as much as it would seem. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I agree with you on. Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't like you would think that or like the, the, the worldly person. And that's a really good point. The worldly person would say like, you're gaining a lot because you're like, exposing it or you're like telling them what's up or whatever. But to be honest, like you don't gain as much as you would think, but I I'm just saying when taken to it's like extreme outcome, like you need to shine a light on evil. I think you, you should do that. I think that's good. I don't think that's sinful. I think we're commanded to do that. I don't like, I don't like we're commanded to shine a light on evil. Yeah, I think rebuking is biblical. Yeah. Okay, so re- rebuking is not necessarily shining a light on mm. people who are not, you know, seeking salvation. If someone comes to you and asks you, you know, I'm having this problem, 
you know, I, I, these are the difficulties that I'm having. Sure. You can point out to them the ways that, you know, you, you might find your life goes a little better if you try this instead of that, you know? So there's a lot of ways to see rebuking. I don't know that. Or telling people to repent or, I mean, there's many different, it's not just one word. I mean, I think, but I think that like exposing sin it, it's not one thing. It can be like six or seven different things, like like rebuking, telling people to re- repent. Um, but I don't think it's it's. We're, I don't but think so, we're, tell, we're told not to do that. So you've got these people who like to stand on the side of the road with signs that say, you know, gay is a sin. Repent. Mm-hmm. The kingdom uh, is at hand, and all yep. of these kinds of things. What kind of reaction does that provoke in the heart of the sinner? Does it provoke them to want to repent? Does that provoke them to seek God? Or does that provoke them to have animosity with you and possibly be darkened and hardened to your ideology? But I I think that they're like, it's all about the presentation. But at the end of the day, if if the presentation isn't sinful, that's not your problem. I think that that the answer to that is, is like, how much of that? How much of that is pride? You're taking pride in your ideology. I don't know. But then like I'm saying, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I think that that's, I think the presentation and the after effect for you is on you and your relationship with God. But Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. don't, I don't like if it, say if we could like wave a magic wand and we can like invent the perfect way to expose sin that you should do it. Now, if you sin doing it, that's a problem. Now, one one quick plug, and I'll 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 tell you to listen to this too. Is like, do you listen to Roosh at all? No. Mm-mm. Listen to Roosh's most because I'm not decided on this, and I think it's going to be a debate for sure, sure. T- until Jesus yeah. comes back. Like so, mm-hmm. like like how to handle this correctly this is a really good like part of the conversation because I don't have my mind made up because it's just like it's the tactic and like the devils mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. details. But everyone mm-hmm. should listen to. Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos being on Roosh's podcast from a couple days ago, because their whole, okay. they fought hard in this podcast over this issue of like, do you just improve yourself and go in a monastery or do you just battle it out with, with sinners on Twitter? And now I think the answer is <laughs> yes. And both, you know, like, yeah. but like, I think that like, we are called, I mean, like Jesus, you know, everyone likes to cite this one. He flipped the, the, the tables over in, in the synagogue, in the temple, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. that, and he would, he would constantly rebuke and refute what the, what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were saying. So it, you know, it, it can't be do nothing. It can't be only focus on yourself and it can't be only rebuke. It's gotta be a little bit of both. I agree with that. I, I, I think that there are ways to rebuke that aren't necessarily, outward pointing out of sin or showing lights on sins and things like that. You can be the light. You can be the lighthouse. People are lost in a sea of sin. Uh, I'm not saying sins are out there. No, no, I'm just, just, I'm I'm just adding to your point, not necessarily pushing back on your point, just adding to it. I agree with that. Um, I think you have to do both. I think you have to be the light and, but you mm -hmm. also, because there's examples of Christ doing both, you know? So there is a parts of, scripture where they talk about um the blind man for example and he's blind and they ask jesus who sinned this man or his parents and he says neither of them sinned he's blind because he's here to show god's work and then he restores his sight Mm. and jesus is the light of the world that um when we open our eyes and we see we are you know seeing the light of the world 
And so people's sins are their cross to bear. And when someone is, you know, homosexual, for example, that's a struggle that they have that they're going through. So, you know, how they're battling their sin is very important for their salvation. And so if you're acting in a way that's going to make them reject the light and reject goodness, then you're not helping anyone. You're, you're robbing people of the opportunity to come closer to God. And so this, this can be a real danger. So, you know, we need to be the, the I believe the church needs to be a hospital for sinners, mm. not a house for the perfect. Not sure. only, we only want the perfect here, you know, so people are lost in their sins. They're, they're, they're lost in a dark stormy sea, but you can be a lighthouse and people can see God working in your life and think, Oh, what are you doing? That's, you know, improving things for you. And, and then you can tell them, you know, um, I don't but- know. I mean, I just think that like that all, everything you just said is true, but there's, there's people out there that don't even see the sins as sins. Like, 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 so you have to, they have to know their sins at some point. And mm-hmm. it, also one thing about like, I, I know it's very common to say, and it's true that like sin is sin. And no matter the sin, it, it, it's like, it's uh, I don't know the Bible passage, but it's, you know, it's wages are death basically. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. do think there's an, a difference between like, there's like, it's not a difference, but there's like layers to it in that there's pride and then there's being proud of pride. And then there's being proud of being proud of pride, you know, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way to the level where, where sin is being called good and being spread actively to the weakest people in the world. And that, that's like, to me, that is like, that's beyond the point of like, I can improve myself all I want in the world, and, but these, pe- these wicked people are going to see my example and call me a white supremacist. So, <laughs> yeah. so like yeah. that, that to me, it's like, and it's, it might be, honestly, it might be a little bit of a difference between men and women as well, you know, because, because there's a point where war is on and it's right. And I, to me, that point to me has been crossed with kids. With, with kids, when people pushing sodomy on kids and hormone mm-hmm. blockers and then waving dicks in the street in front of four-year-olds, their parents are taking the kids there, calling mm-hmm. it good, and then calling Christians evil. This is mm-hmm. wartime. Mm-hmm. This is not – and I'm not talking about war as in everyone's, everyone hates that. Everyone loves that I hate the phrase bombing brown kids. So everyone in the chat is saying things about bombing brown kids right now. So it's also making yeah. me laugh. But like I'm not saying war against like a peaceful people. I'm talking about a war, a, a righteous culture war against people that want to make kids and make good evil and evil good. And there's woe for the, that people. Like, and I think that God uses people as his instrument. And so I sure. think that that's like the, I, and I think everything I just said is like biblical. And if you believe, if you're not about sola, sola scriptura, if you're about the tradition, like we are, I think it's traditional as well. And I, I don't think it's wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm not either. Like there there's, there's a time for filth to be cleansed. Right. So, um, God, this is such an interesting topic. So I'm just going to keep talking about it until you stop me. But I, I, I think there's two points to make here, which is that sin means to miss the mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily, you know, mean uh, people put a lot of their own personal uh, beliefs into the idea of sin, into what God wants us to do, to what they think they have to do. That's all very human stuff. Sin means to miss the mark. 
and you are responsible for your sin, you know? And yes, I, I, I do think there's a place to point out where things are wrong. I constantly do it. I have a Twitter account, obviously, like, so I'll point out when I think that, you know, things are wrong, but oftentimes I find I'll go back and like delete some of these posts because I remember like, Hey, guess what? I'm the chief sinner here. (laughs) So, you know, that that's just like, maybe you're right that it is a difference between men and women, but like, um, I'm not sure I can speak for the Orthodox church on this or anything like that. It's just kind of like, I have just now found God and just now found salvation. And so for me to believe that I can go out and poke the world and decide who's a sinner and not a sinner, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree with you. There are things that like clear lines you don't cross. And I'm not saying don't ever say anything about them. That's definitely not my trip. But the example, again, I'll point to is Jesus, that of the people, the Jews of the time when Jesus came, they were expecting their Messiah to be this great military leader because he was going to destroy Rome and Rome was committing all sorts of violence on their people. I mean, really like hardline, this is wrong. This is evil. These Romans are evil. And so what the Jews expected for their Messiah was to be this great military leader. He didn't turn out to be a military leader at all. Told you to put down your swords, you know, like to, to not um, cause violence to your fellow man, you know, and things like this. So I'm, I'm personally kind of like looking at that example when you're talking about this stuff and saying, yes, we expect to have this battle, you know, but the battle isn't here. It's here. You know, what are we teaching our children? You know, what ideas are we passing to the next generation? Evil is going to exist. Evil's there. It crouches at the doorstep. It's there all of the time. How we fight it might not necessarily be with the, the tools of violence, we using their tools against them. I don't know that that works out. It might just be get more evil. Mm-hmm. It might be get more animosity. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a Orthodox priest talk about a gay man who had come to Mount Athos to pray for the soul of his friend who had passed away from HIV. And when he was talking to the priest about it, he said, my friend died. And the priest says, I knew right away what happened because when someone says their friend died, they usually say, my friend died of a heart attack. My friend died of a stroke, but this man said, my friend died, nothing after. So he had an idea that it was something that maybe a priest would consider a sin. Hmm. And what that priest did was offer one of his own monks to pray constantly for the soul of this gay man. He didn't say, you have a sinful ideology. You, 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 you do sinful things with your body. This man died because of his sin. So, you know, get on out of here. Well, he assigned an entire month to do that, nothing but pray for this gay man's soul. I know, but, but like the get on out of here part, there's no need to say that. Like right. I, we both agree that, that like, we know right. that we've read the gospel. We know that Jesus ate with sinners and people like that. Mm-hmm. It's not the mm-hmm. get on mm-hmm. out of here thing. It's about the, 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 it's about, it's really a matter of like jurisdiction, to be honest, like of like inside of the church. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone, if someone's in a church and they are like, they're probably barking up the right tree at this point. And if they got thrown out, my issue is when the church becomes gay, like yeah. my issue is when the school becomes gay. When well, the, like the, like these things are not going to just solve the, like 
there's a there's a there's a point at which both of us are right, and that, that my that's here's my point about this, and we'll move on to the lightning round. Sure, um, sure. The there's a point at which both what both of us are right and both of us are wrong. If I'm talking about cleansing the filth, and it's a sinner repenting at a church, I'm mm-hmm, retarded, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And if there's a and I think that if there's a point that there's a point at which no matter what example one sets they'll never clean up the problem because they're, they're, they're dealing with people that are wicked. There's a difference between the sinful and the wicked where everyone's sinful, but the wicked won't stop. They won't stop just because they won't. And they won't. If you attempt to, to strike them, wipe them off of the earth, it's not, it wouldn't, it wouldn't stop wickedness. uh, No, no, not wickedness. The wicked, they they will, they will get stopped. They will. Cause what my, my main thing that I would do is shame and ostracism. Not striking, and I'm not talking about like all oh, through literal okay. means. Like now, I'm here's not saying, a different I'm not, point, isn't yeah. it? Because I actually think that because we've removed shaming, we have this. We got to bring it back. Of uh, regulation, yeah. That there are the things that used to keep society in order, which were things like social shaming. We are not allowed to do that anymore. So now we need to have re- regulations for every little thing that's controlled by the state, basically controlled by Rome, instead of like within our own communities having you know, the little sense of shame, like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. People are going to look at you funny if you do. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that we've removed a, a major check on um, wickedness and culture by doing that. So I actually am with you on that. There are people who would take it further than that. They would suggest violence or, uh, you know, other things. Not that I think that you are, but we can actually like find common ground on yeah. that. I think that there is a place for social shaming and, and the removal of it has been to our own detriment. Yeah. Like, oh absolutely. yeah. I mean, we got to bring shame back. I mean, so yeah, I mean, let's do the lighting round. I mean, like I'm, I'm definitely like, we, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about and like, Oh yeah. We'll ma- it's an interesting sh- topic. Yeah. And let's make sure that we don't make it a year before you come on again. Like I would love to okay. get you back on like, you know, like the end of the summer, like early fall or something like that, because I'd love to hammer this out a bit more, but it's like, you know, I have to go pretty soon and uh, let's do some fun stuff. But I mean, like yeah, the yeah, theology totally. thing, um, no, I'll, I want to ask you. So I'm gonna actually DM you this this question. I want to ask you. Yeah, you later. let's keep talking like, about this yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. In, it's interesting stuff. Um, okay, so guys, all right. So I promised. Okay, we're gonna do an experiment here, guys. I pro- okay. I, w- I will ask every single question. Um, now. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's not these questions, but some of the stuff that we asked Monica was like very ideologically driven. This is supposed to be the fun part where we cool down, but I'm going to try, I'm going to ask every, not try. I'm going to ask every single question and I'll do it in order too. So let me go to the ones I, 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 uh, cool. I wrote down. Okay. What is Ready? your favorite guilty pleasure dessert? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I really like donuts. Donuts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how to make donuts? Like, no they're fried, i've made right? them before but they're not they weren't good okay um <laughs> there's a couple from me from the beginning what are your um what are your top crops that you like to grow oh uh beans peppers okay. and uh tomatoes they grow really well in the environment i have a i live in a hot kind of wet environment and mm-hmm. peppers and tomatoes just explode here okay. so cool yeah what country would you move to if you had to move away from the u.s texas <laughs> no seriously like what, what? <laughs> um you know i N- not I seceded know. yet they're still <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. um you know I, I i wouldn't move out of the country i've tried that before i moved to england and i just i missed home so so much mm. uh, blood and soil matter to people mm. and this is where i'm from nazi 
Yeah, you know me, I'm big Nazi. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, didn't Jeff Dice from the um, like the libertarian guy say that in a speech, and he like still gets called? That's crazy. And and it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful speech too. So that was the last like ten seconds of the speech, and someone listened to that entire speech, heard the last ten seconds of it, and it was like Jeff Dice is a Nazi. How do you how do you look in the mirror every morning? People are retarded. Yeah, (laughs) right. Um, What is the what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow, and how much does he slow down as he carries a, a bomb met for brown kids? Wow. <laughs> That's from Jay um, Edgar. You're, thanks. Yeah. Edward. I call him Edward when he's in trouble. Okay. Um, yeah, I would have to ask, of course, European or yes. African. <laughs> of course. Right, right. Yeah. And um, I don't know. <laughs> That's you don't a math know. question, yeah, yeah, and a math I'm a question. girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the Protestant Reformation? Oh, um, I don't know that I have a lot of thoughts on the Protestant Reformation. Um, Orthodox aren't fans. Like the, yeah. the, 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 the It's all writers, heresy to me. The, the so. writers and the speakers are not fans. Um, okay. <laughs> Is cheesecake a cake? Oh, God. Um, it's almost a jello, isn't it? Like it sets. It's it's cold and it sets. So okay. I don't know. I don't know uh, how to answer that. Okay, I have one. Um, so what is an animal cracker? A cracker or a cookie? Oh, that is most definitely a cookie. It's definitely They're a cookie. Sweet. Yes. Yes. It's that's sweet. Facts. It's not a cracker. Yeah, it's, I'm a cracker, right? okay um all right so uh boxers or briefs uh commando if optional Mm, okay yeah it's sundress it's sundress season yeah yeah Uh. (laughs) gotta get a handmaid's uh, tail dress for this one um all right so um what is uh, your favorite home home cooked meal with mostly your own food Oh, um, I, I make a really good soup at Toscano that I like, which is, um, it's, it's a meatball kale soup. Okay. Right. It's, um, I do it with pork meatballs and, uh, fresh garden kale and it's, it's delicious. I could eat it every day. Uh, what, do, what makes a salad a salad? <sighs> okay. So things with mayonnaise in them are not salads. I don't know why they call it that. Like lettuce is the main ingredient of a salad. There's no such thing as a macaroni salad. And if you say that to me, I will excommunicate you. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. I mean, you got to have green. Well, also they have like quinoa yeah. salad. Like is quinoa salad salad? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's got to have lettuce in it. Yeah, it's, it's a dish. It's a cold or dish. Spinach. It's got to have some kind of green, yeah. some sort of green base. For it to right. be a salad. Like even with, if it's, cause I had something that was like broccoli with cheese and bacon in it, which was really delicious, but mm. someone called it a salad and I'm like, this is not a salad. It's a cold dish. Okay. Yeah. A cold I go dish. go to a lot of yes. potlucks. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to skip a few questions cause uh might be wrong has a, uh, has a, uh, a relevant one. What's more important <laughs> this is for, uh, regarding a tweet of yours, actually, what's more important at a potluck potato salad or deviled eggs? There is a oh, wrong God. answer. Yeah. I mean, like I prefer deviled eggs personally, mm. but that like, isn't potato salad basically deviled eggs with potatoes in it? It's good. Point. So it's like, it's you're good. right. This is, this is wise. You're talking here. Right. Yeah. right. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. If you had to pick one though, like, like if you deviled like, eggs, deviled eggs. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause absolutely. they have the spice on it. What's that? Is that seasoning salt? 
paprika. paprika most of okay. the time it's paprika yeah. yeah i had a friend who's uh um they named their kid paprika this is when i was very young oh my god yeah they're, they're it's like, a, <laughs> like a black kid <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was like when the oh, name no. changes the, the like the new name started back in the 90s um uh pie or cake Oh, definitely pie. Pie. Do you have a favorite pie? Cake is garbage. You um, like cake? Yeah. I, no, I don't like cake. Cake is awful. Have you ever had cake that is like not awful? Is, is like ice, ever- is is ice cream cake a cake? No. Oh. No. Contradictions. Absolutely. In your world yeah. Here. So okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't like ice cream cake any better than I like cake cake. Like, mm. obviously, pie is superior. So <laughs> pie supremacist. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nice. Um, I don't, okay. I, I, I'm only asking these cause I said I would this time, but, um, if she had to, how does she feel about eating little Brown children? You do race discriminate when it comes to your cannibalism. <laughs> I, I prefer white meat. I always have. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good um, point. It's, yeah. So yeah, it's drier, it's drier, <laughs> right. but you need moisture in times of starvation. Right. Cause, cause, yeah. cause water purification is an issue too. They might have like a better flavor. They might be spicier. So it it would be hard to say. I'd have to try a little of column A, a little column B to see yeah, what okay. I prefer. Yeah, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> um, Arvolt, I am going to skip one of them. I'm just going to pre- present the question because and I don't want you to answer it because we're going to talk about it next time. Uh, but okay. it's, where were we talking about earlier? Just it, it's Arvolt says, how can a church be a hospital for sinners if we don't identify the illness? We'll get into that next time. That's a big okay. Okay, because that was That's like the whole thing, whole thing we're talking about. Yeah, right. She, right. <laughs> she said women converted the Romans and Vikings, so our women the downfall of civilizations well (laughs) it can be right they can be absolutely i mean like when you look at history wives have also driven their husbands to do terrible acts we were talking about earlier yeah yeah. how like women like will tell them to start fight start a fight like go hit that guy go attack that guy yeah Sure, sure. But there's also like a woman demanded the head of John the Baptist, Mm. you know, so it's like (laughs) there's this whole thing about like women follow your husbands um, or or, uh, men are the head of women. But then it's the next line after that is is men follow your wives. Mm. And so we're deeply influenced by each other. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) what's uh, I'm just skipping a couple because this is uh, topical. Um, how do you feel about the 19th Amendment? And this is coming from our resident ma'am, Mrs. Katie. And she, I think yeah. she's coming around to the idea of repealing it, which we're fans of around this, these parts. So that's the, the women voting yeah, one, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think women should vote. I don't even think women should drive. So, yeah. <laughs> you are based, yo. This is tight. Wow. That's amazing, yo. I mean, uh, yeah. Sharia law up in this bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, cats but to be dogs. fair, oh, I, don't, I don't think that men should vote either. So mm. do you I'm think, pretty. Do you think no people should vote? No, why should you get any say over my life? Because you happen to be in a majority of people Mm -hmm. like that gives you no that should not give you control over what I do with my life. Popularity contests are no way to solve human problems. Voting is a form of tyranny. Yeah, that was a funny like little uh, delivery. Yeah, it's like, by the way, what men men shouldn't vote either. Like I I thought about tweeting out just like um, I used to think that uh, men are superior to women. I also do now, but I used to as well. <laughs> That's a great playoff of a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah, it's it's that same yeah. it's that same Mitch Hedberg style of humor. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. What are you are you talking about? The one where he's like the picture. Show me a picture of when you were younger. Do you know yeah, that one? I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, right. so I think that was the same special actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. C- cats or dogs? 
dogs all the way dogs you got a dog yeah behind, you had a dog behind you for a lot of the stream yeah she left to go bark at my neighbor he's probably killing his wife right now so uh do you have any guilty pleasures we are we kind of brought this up earlier with the food but any like sure uh, oh yeah i mean right, my vice yeah i smoke um oh, yeah. yeah so like i'm trying not to I quit cigarettes many years ago, but there are other things. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've been working on um, quitting my bad habits as far as that goes. And it, you know, takes effort, you know, yeah, it's absolutely. a habit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I struggle with food for sure. Yeah. I struggle. I don't smoke. I, I used to smoke a ton of weed, like, like the most weed of all time, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely yeah. struggle with, with gluttony. Yeah. Um, how does <laughs> how does Jessica Soylent Green prepare her brains, and how does she prevent prions? I don't know what prions oh are, my. but so yeah, prion disease is like mad cow, basically. So okay. the reason that the cows were going insane is because they were eating the brains of other cows, and that was giving them prion illness. Okay, right. So you're not supposed to eat uncooked organ meats. This is not good for you. Mm. And if you're going to eat animals or humans or whatever your choice of meat is just make sure that you're preparing them well so that you don't get sick from them um that being said there is a prion illness in deer right now that does have potential to be a species jumping uh illness Yikes. And so, you know, people who eat venison need to pay special close attention to this Ooh. because if it makes that jump, then that's going to be a prion illness in humans. Ooh. And so just, you know, pay attention. Oh man. I'll probably yeah. bury my head in the sand and keep eating deer meat. Oh, dang it. I got to look it up. Um, okay. So Horatius with the next question, this is probably, this is one we asked to every single guest that comes on the show. And it, it's a, uh, a very fierce debate over here. Um, Ooh, when, okay. you, when you listen to a book, do you tell your friends that you listen to the book or read the book? Oh, I do say read, but I right? have this internal struggle about you know? it, about whether I'm really reading or, or yeah, not. I was yeah. converted. I was converted about a month and a half ago. I would still say read it. But now that mm -hmm. we've had this debate, I say I listen to a book just to be mm -hmm. as honest mm -hmm. as I can be. So my eyesight is going. Oh, um, yeah. It's, yeah. So, I mean, like I rely really heavily on audiobooks now and I, I don't think that I'm getting less out of listening to it. So Okay. Um, I will say that if you have to listen, you're not somehow being impure. I mean, mm. like, obviously I love books, but yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. do what you got to do. Um, yeah, I've heard the, the argument before that it, like actually sitting and reading it engages like a different part of your brain, but I'm oh, not, sure. I'm not big on science. So I just, mm -hmm. you know, you know, but I think you do get stuff out of it and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I would be interested. That's one thing I would actually, like, I rarely say I would like to see a study on something, but I would mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. like to see a study on that. Like, like what the difference is between reading and, and listening to one. Well, for example, writing, if you mm -hmm. write something yeah. as opposed to typing it, it like implants deeper yeah. in your brain. So I can't see an argument too. for that. If right. you teach it, you really remember that. Like, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. show someone else, it, yeah. Paperback or Kindle? Do you, yeah, do you have a, Ooh. yeah, I mean, I definitely, I like books. Like I, I have almost a reverence for the written word. It's very special to me. Mm. So I do prefer the, the feel and the smell of a actual book. And when you walk into an old library there's something about the way that that the pages smell, that gives you a feeling like no yeah. other, it's the same yeah. as almost old smelling books. myrrh in a church. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Very cool. Um, 
Arvolt <laughs> says she referenced Mitch Hedberg. She's a keeper. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is a funny one. I gosh, I gotta read these. Should Stephen marry an e girl? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and Jagger no. says to make might be wrong's question further, which e-girl should Steven marry? This is very embarrassing for me, guys. I'm only doing it. I'm only I mean, doing this because I said I would read these questions. You can you can take a girl out of the Internet, but you can't take the Internet out of a girl. <laughs> I've said for a while, no e-girls, especially yeah. 10K plus followers. That's no a, a, e-girls. None. That's a gamble. Ever. Yeah. Never. I didn't become um, an internet person until after I was already married. Um, a that's, girl that's forgivable. Been, forgivable. Right. For, yeah. Right. So someone who's come up in the internet, I don't know <laughs> that you don't want to breed with that. I don't know. None. None <laughs> ever. They need to be ostracized. Um, right. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite food? Um. Yeah. I live on hummus. Like on hummus. pretty much like 80% of my calories come from hummus. So... <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I could just eat it by the spoonful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do often. Yeah. All right. Last question. How do you prefer your burger? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there's, there's, I read that before I saw that it was an inside joke. Like, have you seen this clip of Richard Spencer talking about how he likes his burger? He's like, no. I, I prefer, you know, let's do you have a two more minutes for, to watch this? Yeah, clip? I've okay, got plenty. Right. Yeah, Sorry. hit it up, dude. All right, I got to go in like 10 minutes. Uh, but okay. Richard Spencer on his favorite burger. I've had so, some good burgers in okay. my <laughs> Here you go. So the, the people in the crowd are not going to see this, but Jessica is going to see this. Okay. So this is Richard Spencer discussing his, uh, his favorite This is burger. the guy that got punched. Yeah, on the exactly. Okay. Oh, this yeah. guy. Yeah, he's so gay. Yeah, he's so gay. Yeah. So the, the gayest the, the, I've straight this, guy I've ever seen. I've played this clip dozens of times in a row on my stream. Um, but yeah, here's this. I've is, had some good burgers in my time. Uh, I I love a mm-hmm. good Swiss melted Swiss cheese and mush, roasted mushrooms and caramelized onions on a burger. Uh, that is hot stuff. You can get that at, at a number of different places. I've had some good burgers in my time. Uh, I, I love a good Swiss melted Swiss cheese and mush roasted mushrooms and caramelized onions on a burger. That's hot. stuff. Uh, that is yeah. hot stuff. You can get that at, at a number of different places. So if burger is a analogy for vagina, no, you didn't. Um, I think he's just saying, I think he's, he's taking super chats and he's just answering that question, but he's like, I've had some, I've had some good burgers in my time. <laughs> I think he's honestly just, just like, yeah, he's just like honestly answering the question, but he's just kind of gay. Straight up. Um, I like the bacon burger at Waffle House mm. and the old guy at the Waffle House down the street cooks the best burger I've ever had in my life. I don't even put condiments on it. It's just the meat on the bun. And if you do it right, you put that burger on the bun at the right time, that sort of meat juice gets and that steam gets into the burger. You don't need any condiments at all. That's so, hot um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, yeah. I don't know. No, no more questions. I, oh yeah. I mean, I, this might be too, per- the art I, only just because I said I would, I would a- answer this, I would ask this stuff. What's your prescription on your on your glasses? Like, what's how strong oh, are your glasses? It's pretty bad. Yeah, I have an astigmatism, and mm. I have I'm also um, have a lazy eye, 
So it's like, they're really thick and one is much thicker than the other one. So yeah, I I don't know what the numbers. Yeah. 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 I have what's called independent sight. I can choose which eye I'm looking out of. And apparently most people can't do that. It's not a good thing. Interesting. yeah, I'll be I'll be blind pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that was a great interview. I love having you on. Let's yeah. do this again soon, you know, like three or four months or something like that, and we'll continue the you know the debate we're having. I, I have a feeling that it's a little bit a little bit like man and woman's nature. Like, and I don't know like what the answer is. I don't think there's an answer. I think like at, at the end of the day, the, the answer is like Jesus Christ coming back because <laughs> that right, the, right. Uh, yeah. And understand like I'm a student, so like I'm just going based off of like some things that I've learned recently yeah so you know don't take my opinion to heart too hard go and read the scriptures for yourself and and i believe that they will speak to you yeah facts all right uh this will be a podcast in a couple days so uh just tell people how to find you uh online like your podcast anything you want to share stuff like that right so um my podcast is called the mad ones we're on youtube rockfin and odyssey i think for most of them you can do just a backslash the mad ones um also, our our most recent 10 episodes are free on YouTube. Our catalog um, is uh, exclusive on Rockfin. So uh, we also have T-shirts and other lots of fun stuff. We're coming out with our 100th episode on Wednesday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can find me on Twitter if you want to yell at me about anything that I've said. It's at, at SoupCanarchist on Twitter. And um, yes, that is a dick joke. So yeah, I mean, if you're, you're a fan of dick jokes, it's gonna it's gonna be a uh, soup monarchist, right? So one yeah, day, pretty right? soon, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, everyone follow Jessica out there. Check out the Mad Ones, and I don't know, it was great talking to you, and we'll do it again sometime. Okay. Very much. Bye. All right. See you. Have a good one. Bye. Bam. Well, bam, everybody. All right. Good conversation. Pretty best.